Hello, everybody, and welcome to an emergency episode of the Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Uh, not much, Mike, man. How are you? I'm good. I didn't think we would be back this soon, uh, but NBA Twitter is alive. Oh, man. I it's been, it's, it's been a whole year's worth of stuff already, hasn't it? I mean... I, I can't even I can't even keep track of any of this stuff. The last seventy two hours have been a complete blur. I've got no work done. I've just been on Twitter. I've been on Twitter during meetings, not paying attention. I, I do not care at all about anything other than NBA Twitter right now. Your job is uh, is not going well. Just... It's I might not be employed because of the 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 massive amount of trade rumors going on on NBA Twitter. I think Woj will take you. He'll hire you. Put you take you under his wing. You mean like his so. third assistant? He probably needs one by now. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Let me know. Woj, call me up. I know you listen because you need help on your fancy basketball. That's cool. Call me up. You know me. I'm at Watch the Boxes on Twitter. Just DM me, man. I'm good. I've also got into a, a, a sparring war with Snotty Pippen, famed basketball Twitter account, and been blocked by an NBA Bulls beat writer. So it's been a hell of a week. How did you get blocked by a beat writer? <laughs> Well, I feel a, a little bit bad, but um, it is Vincent Goodwill, uh, Bulls Insider. For who? Goodwill is. I feel bad, though. I feel a little bit bad. He's getting, been, getting beat up because he's been reporting that Jimmy Butler's gone to like six different teams. And I kind of made fun of him being like, who, who's next? Well, how many teams are next? You know, stay tuned. I think he's been having a bad week. So uh, it looks oh, like he, he works for CSN Chicago. There it is. See us in Chicago. They don't even broadcast the games, do they? They broadcast um, all the games locally. Oh, well. So this guy blocked you just because you made fun of him? I, I think he's had well, a he... bad week. I, uh, I I think he's been getting uh, murdered by a lot of people uh, under the same vein, and I uh, I think I was just dogpiling on him. So wait, how does how do you know he blocked you though? I'm still I'm still not sure how this works. Like, if someone blocks you, just you can't see their stuff, or like it but comes up and says like you have been blocked. You can't see any of their stuff. Oh man, you want me to you want me to help you? I'll send you some screenshots of what he's saying if you want me to. No, I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, but, props to you because I've never gotten blocked by anyone on there. I'm gonna but, have to set my game up now. Yeah, man, you you got to. If I ever get uh. Ever, which is probably never, but if I ever get press credentials, I'm going to have to probably apologize to somebody. But um, he'll probably won't remember. That'll be better. Yeah, dude, you probably blocked be... about 3,000 people this week. I, I hope I get press credentials just so I can say, hey, you blocked my friend Mike, and I think that's really <laughs> cool. We are now best friends. Good job. <laughs> well, we got a ton of news to get to, so let's get right into it. Let's start with the, uh, the thing that kicked this all off. Uh, it seems like... It was forever ago, but it was just Friday. It was less than a week ago. The uh, Sixers ended up trading the number three pick and a future um, L.A. Lakers protected slash Sacramento Kings 2019 pick uh, for the number one pick for Mark Helfolds, pretty much. Um, as a Sixers fan, you got to be pretty excited about this. Um, it was basically two top five picks, right, for for the number one pick. Um if I'm the Sixers, I make this trade ten times out of ten. Um, I agree. I think I think it I think it worked out. It's a pretty good trade both ways. But the Sixers got a what suddenly everyone was saying. Oh well, uh, Marco Fultz, sure thing, definite number one pick overall, hundred percent. 
And now the Ainge trade the pick, everybody's like, well, maybe, maybe the top five, maybe this isn't that good of a draft. I'm like, I don't buy that. I think Marco Fultz still pretty good. I think Marco Fultz is the most complete player in the draft. I think that he has the fewest amount of, of warts or, or, you know, um, things that you don't like to see in a prospect. Um, I, I, that Sixers lineup's looking scary, man. That it's looking scary already. You gotta, you gotta be pretty pumped. Uh, uh, um, it's been a long process, but uh, here you are. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they kind of split the ball handling duties uh, with Simmons coming back, and they say Simmons is going to be the primary ball handler still, even even after they pick Fultz. Um, so that that'll be interesting to see too. Yeah, um, I'm just I, I think fantasy wise, uh, Sixers are now my most inter- I'm most interested in that team. I'm most interested in their summer camp. I, I cannot wait to see their preseason. Um, I'm super excited that Fultz, who you know looks like he could be probably one of the best. Uh, if not the best fantasy rookie of the year, uh, probably bump into that top 100. Uh, I'm excited to see that he's actually going to get high usage this year instead of being uh, buried behind Terry Rozier. Um, the last three number one picks for point guards have been top 100 players. So, Boom. There you go. That's, that's fantasy rookies. Uh, that's a fun, fun fact for you. Um, yeah, I mean, I he's going to go too high, though. Can we agree with that? In a, in a redraft league, someone's going to pick him too high. Absolutely. I, think, I think it always happens with the number one pick. Yep, pretty much. Um, I'd say if you are in – and we'll get into um, – we're going to do a special draft show because once we know where people are going, uh, we'll be able to kind of analyze that a little bit better. But uh, pretty sure Fultz is going to the Sixers. Uh, I'll probably rank him number one in my uh, my rookie fantasy rankings. Oh, no doubt. I mean, I think um, I think you can make – a case for a few guys in like the two through five spots, but I think he's set himself apart from everybody else. I think he's definitely number one. Um, yeah, you can definitely the make only a case one. For, uh, like, I'd say Lonzo Ball with the Lakers, but we'll talk about that because there's more news well, to get to. But yeah, go on. Well, he's the only one I think who has a shot just because assists are always so valuable. And if he he's had a real high assist rate, um, and if Fultz is not going to handle the ball the full time, and Ball is, he might be able to get a few more assists, and that could push him higher in the rankings. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to do our draft show. We will be doing a draft show on Monday. So if you uh, want to know if you're in a rookie draft or if you um, are in one of those uh, dynasty league, uh, that might be the show you want to be listening to. That will probably be coming out uh, next Monday, Tuesday. Uh, but let's uh, let, there's a lot to get to. Let's do some um, some quick news, some uh, some real quick. Uh, oh, I forgot. This is t- hot take number one. Uh, I, I promised three hot takes and a conspiracy theory on this show. And my uh, si- uh, Sixers Celtics pick, hot take number one. This, this is a pretty hot take. Uh, Danny Ainge, not that good of a GM. Oh, now that's, that's her. Not oh, that good of oh, a GM. We got, we got breaking news. Okay, now this is bad for breaking news, and oh, it's going to ruin like your right now. Huh? But yes. The Pelicans traded Tim Frazier to the Wizards for the 52nd pick in the draft. Oh, my God. Is that one of the 39 draft picks that Danny Ainge has? Uh, this has nothing to do with Danny Ainge, I don't think. Oh. Who's he going to To the Wizards for pick Oh, 50. to the Wizards. I yeah. I'm, 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 like, red hot with my Danny Ainge shake, so that's all I can focus on. All right, on. Uh, let's go Danny Ainge. I'm ready to hear it. Sorry, I, I just got that breaking news. Oh, I that's, that is breaking news. That is live breaking news, everybody. That is what we are bringing you here on Watching the Boxes. So, yeah, Danny Ainge, not that great of a GM. Here's why. He's been hiding behind that Brooklyn pick for ages. He thinks every other team is Brooklyn. 
He fleeced Brooklyn, royal fleecing, one of the worst fleecings of all time. He's been living off that for the last five, you know, what, five, five seasons? He hasn't made uh, – You got to give him credit, though. He's, he's a great trader. I will give him that. I don't think he's bottom of the barrel GM, but everyone's got him pegged as one of the number one GMs in the league. Uh, go go take a look at who he's drafted with all those draft picks. The Celtics had eight picks in last year's draft. And you've only heard of one of them is because he was the number three pick. He's Jalen Brown. Uh, yeah, but Zizic is going to be good, man. I will I will say I'll, I'll, I'll give it to Zizic, but keep going back. Go all the way through it. I think someone came out with the, uh, the statistic out of all – of Danny Ainge's draft picks, not one has been an all-star. And I think there's a, a disclaimer on that, and I, I will give Danny Ainge credit. The trade for Rondo, they made that pick, even though it wasn't technically a Boston pick. So Rondo, he was an all-star. But I'm saying all of Danny Ainge's pick, not one all-star. He drafted Avery Bradley, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't believe so. No, he didn't? Okay. Uh, well, just in recent memory, I, I won't yeah, he, dra- to- he drafted Avery Bradley. Was Avery Bradley an all-star? No, but I mean, I think that he, I think, fa- he also drafted uh, Fab Mello. Was Fab Mello an All Star? Here's here's something I, I think that it's not fair, and people people you know throw that out a lot, like All Stars. Like, how many All Stars have there actually been in the last twenty in the last ten years? How many actual different players have there been? I mean, Kobe made it every year for a hundred straight years. There, LeBron makes it every year. Like, there's only twelve guys that make it on each team, right? And it's the same guys every year. I'm just saying he's not a very good drafter. Is what I'm, I'm saying. A lot of people like to overlook that. My Any age, not a great drafter. Very but, good trader. We, I guess, we drafter. disagree in the sense that I think any draft pick in the NBA where you draft a player who a starts for your team for even five years, I'd say that's a good pick. And b, yeah, go look. There hasn't been a lot of those. If you draft a guy who can even play rotation minutes for your team for like 10 years, like Jamal Crawford, if you drafted a Jamal Crawford, you did good for yourself. Jamal Crawford's never been an all-star, but that's that's the kind of guy you need. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying even go look at all his draft picks, go out to Real GM or go out to Basketball Reference, look at the history uh, since, I believe, 03 is how long he's been. Um, GM and over there, and go look, go look at his draft picks and compare them to other teams. That's all I'm saying. Um, I will say that in the last few, he has not done amazing, amazing, amazing. Yeah, he's only he's only had um, let's see, tw- twelve picks in the last two years. So you know, keep get, keep getting them picks, keep getting them picks, Ange. I don't know what you're gonna do with them. All right, I'm I'm looking at his picks right now that he made. Um, and they, they're, watch out! They're not uh, looking good. They're not looking. James good. Young, great. Lucas Noriega. Well, what, Fab, what do you Fab think Bello. about Rozier? Rozier's is a guy I'm, I'm never super sold on, um, but some people really seem to love. He's uh, untouchable, uh, apparently, and I, that's part of one of my other hot takes in this later in this episode. Well, I'm excited to hear that. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. In the last at least Over three in. or four drafts. He has not done that good. Marcus Smart's a good rotation player for him. J.R. Giddens. Um, but he has made some picks of guys. I'm not even I'm not even sure they're real people. They sound like they might be fake. This is uh, exactly what I'm talking about. Overrated. Completely but he overrated. is a great trader, so I can't think he – I you can't he's say he's the, the worst I'm not, GM. I'm not saying he's the worst GM. I'm saying he's – If he 
if he quit his job with the Celtics and wanted to come to the Bulls, would you say yes? That is unfair because the Bulls are utterly incompetent. <laughs> okay. That is that is another hot take. I told you three hot takes in a conspiracy. So let's uh, let's go real quick. Some hot, uh, some quick lightning round news. Greg Monroe opted in, uh, opted into his contract. He will be playing for the Bucks. Do you care fantasy wise? Um, do I care fantasy wise? A uh, good question. I I care in the sense that I mean he was the ninety third player last year in, in eight category rankings. Um, so yeah, he's probably owned in any league. Um, in twenty two and a half minutes, which he's not going to get any less minutes than that, is he? So, I mean, he's a back. No, if, if, any, if anything, he, if anything, he's going to get less minutes this year. You mean more? No, I say I think less. Don't you think? Unless they get moved for somebody. Less than twenty two minutes? I don't know. I don't think it gets any worse than that for Greg Monroe. Yeah, you might be right. Look, look at you in the. Uh, it's it's the uh, off season, and you already got your rankings in front of you. I think of the game. I just, I guess he can't get any worse, and he was a, worth to pick in a standard league. So I mean, he's he's standard league relevant, but he isn't. But he's back end. I mean, he's not like anyone. He's I'm, not going up. He's not going hard down. If anything, he goes down. And and I'll say this too. I mean, like. Are you, are you going out and saying, I got to get Greg Monroe on my team? I mean, he's a big man who doesn't block shots. I don't love that. No, I do, I do not care. Do not but care about at Greg the same Monroe. time, if he's there with my last pick in a standard league, I, I'd probably take him. Yeah, why not? So lightning round number two, uh, uh, Nick Young opted out today. Do you care? Fantasy or in general? Fantasy, Fantasy-wise. No, I don't care. All right, cool. And lightning take number three, Dwayne Wade, sadly and depressingly, opted into his $24 million, um, completely getting rid of all the cap space that the Bulls had. Fantasy-wise, do you care? All right, eight category. Okay, now hold on. Let me let me change this. I'm going to change it to total value instead of per game. Okay, where would you say Dwayne Wade ranked? I want you to guess. I don't want you to look. Total value last year. Yep, he only played 60 games. 60 games? Ooh, that drops him further than I thought it would be. He um, was in, he was in the top 60 if you looked at per game. I will say that. I'm going to go, yeah, if totals, I think he's still in the top 100. I'm going to go like 98. Even better. He was oh. 72nd. No way. I'm I'm really shocked. I'm shocked. So, uh, yeah, Dwayne Wade's worth it in fantasy. Um, and Dwayne Wade is a guy I often find on my team because everyone hates him. It gets past pick 100. Dwayne Wade's still on the board. And I go, uh, give me 18 points, the four rebounds, the four assists, the 1.4 steals, and the 0.7 blocks. Yeah, I'll take that on my team. Everyone says, oh, this is the year. His, his knees are going to go. He's definitely going to be injured the entire year. It's not going to happen. And like you said, yeah, 18, but, 18 four and four with some with some steals and and this is worth saying too all right um those last three even four picks in a standard league don't you pretty much rotate through guys during Should your be. season anyways so i mean why would you not take a shot on wade okay he blows out his knee in the first game and doesn't play the rest of the season you were gonna get someone else anyways yeah, There's no downside at that point. If he's at the end, of, near the end of your draft, or even in the last four rounds in your draft, uh, you should be picking him. He's got, he's still got value. He's, not, I don't think he's going to be any better next year. I don't think he's going to be any worse next year. 
I think he's going to be Dwayne Wade again. I mean, he's going to be what he was. I, I agree with you 100%. He might be slightly worse at 35, but not. he's going to be a top 100 player. I guarantee it. Definitely. So let's. we got tons of stuff to talk about. There were multiple trades this week. Uh, which is which is pretty nuts. This has been more exciting than the playoffs this this last three days. Uh, more exciting than the trade deadline. Uh, we'll start with the least important trade: uh, Dwight Howard for uh, the illustrious Dwight Howard going to Charlotte for Marco Bellinelli, Miles Plumley, and the forty first pick. Okay, uh, what a wait, sad wait, day let, for Dwight let, Howard. Let me let me take over because they also gave up the thirty first pick. So oh. Dwight Howard and the 31st pick. So here's what happened. Now, I just want you to just hear me out here because I, I could not okay. believe this happened, okay? You remember five years ago when Dwight Howard was the best center in the NBA and he was Superman and just so amazing, right? I mean, everyone – You remember this. Okay. Atlanta had to give Charlotte a favorable pick swap to get back Marco Bellinelli – Miles Plumley on possibly the worst contract in the NBA. There's at least three worst contracts, but you are it's definitely in the top five. The dude makes twelve and a half million for the next three years. Mazdoff and, and, and Joe Kim Noah might might have something to say about that. Okay. But <laughs> at least Mozgov can play rotation minutes. Can Miles Plumley even do that? I'm not sure Miles Plumley can play in the NBA and he's and he makes very tw- sad. That okay, I I maybe those two contracts are worse, but it is bottom of the barrel. Yes, you I'm hundred percent in. So they traded a Dwight Howard, yeah, and a favorable, and they gave up the better pick to <sighs> get two guys who can. I mean, I'm not going to slag off Marco Bellinelli. I think that guy has a role in the NBA, but it's like 15, 20 minutes a game. And Miles Plumley, who I'm not sure can play a minute. I mean, that's sad. a big fall for someone, isn't it? It's very sad. If if Atlanta is tanking right now and they and they end up moving, uh, or Millsap's not even on the team, do any do either of these guys coming in matter? Um, if you're in a super deep league, maybe, but no. Do, does does anyone on this team get a, a, a on the Atlanta Hawks get a bump in uh, in their production fantasy wise? <sighs> Just based um, on the roster today, I guess. Well, well, he, That's all we can do. Here's the crazy thing about, about Atlanta, and I'm not sure if you know this or not. Like, every big man they have is a free agent now, if Ned Dwight's yeah. gone. Arson Eliasova, Muscala, Chris Humphreys. Um, I'm, I'm blanking on one. Paul Millsap, obviously. They're all yeah. free agents. They don't have a, a big man under contract right now, I do not believe. That is good news for all the guards on this team. Um. So they might be playing forward. They might so, be playing center. Uh, what what I'll say, at center. What I'll say is uh, they're they're obviously going to bring someone in, and they might bring in a kind of under the radar name who can get a lot of minutes and be fantasy relevant. So that's something to watch for in free agency. Is the Hawks need big men? And apparently, Ersan Ilyasova is not coming back after this trade. Pretty much everything I'm hearing, Millsap's not coming back. So they got a ton of minutes open up. Um, which, I mean, if, if you play 30 minutes a game, right, you, you're going to be somewhat relevant in a standard league unless you're just real bad. Yeah, unless you're Omar Sheik. Hey, now. He used to he, he was kind of good for your bowls for a season or two. Am I wrong was, about that? He was part of that bench mob, but his, his job was to stand in front of the rim with his hands up. And he did a great job of it. I just remember. 
I just remember like people getting hyped about him one year in fantasy, and I'm like, I've watched that guy play. I don't think he can move his feet. His rebounds per minute were absurd, but that's because he was playing against second teams on uh, uh, with a group of really, really good defensive players. Well, good for one him. Of, one of the best, actually. One of the best. I'm not... Uh, five, uh, five, or actually, I think that bench mob was the best lineup. Um, so, in the defensively in the league. So I'll get back to this Dwight Howard trade for for one for yeah. one question. Um, thoughts on Dwight Howard on the Hornets? Well, overall, I think I I, I like the fit better in Charlotte for Dwight Howard. Um, they need um, a center, that, but. It hurts Cody Zeller's, um, you know, fantasy value. Uh, I don't think Dwight Howard is going to be anything but a, a head-to-head type draftable player overall, uh, unless you're a sadomasochist and, and like to punt free throws and in roto leagues. Um, I think Dwight Howard could be at the at the worst. I think he stays about where he was, and he could be a little bit better on this team. Uh, total value on the season last year. You want to guess where Dwight Howard was, even accounting for his, his very negative his, free throws, insanely negative free throws. I'm gonna guess like 110. He was 62nd in 29.7 minutes. Man, I am way off. Um, he played 74 games, which is a lot That's for Dwight, I guess. Terrible. Um, well, he's got that amazing. What, what, um, he so he's he's what, what he is rebounds right. He always gets good rebounds, and he. He can always real good with this field goal percentage. Yeah, I don't um, think there's anything. I don't think there's anything new here for so. Howard. I think Cody Zeller is really just the loser over there for so, fantasy wise. So what what do you what are you seeing as the split? Are, are you seeing Dwight getting thirty and, and Cody Zeller not not playing at all with Dwight and him getting just the backup minutes, the eighteen? Um, it's probably a little less. I think they they might since Dwight Howard is getting older, they might want to. Save him a handful of minutes here and there. Maybe uh, let's give Howard twenty-eight. Um, that's about where I'm at. I think I think it's going to be more of a split than than people think. I think that Cody Zeller and him are both going to get around twenty-eight. I think Zeller's going to get basically what he got last year. And uh, you want to guess what he was last season? Because I think he was kind of surprisingly good for yeah. deep relief. I do remember he was he was around the eighty range if I remember right. Uh, well, if you look at the total season values, which he only played 62 games, which hurts oh, him totals? a little bit. Probably a little bit less, but... 126. Um, yeah. He has a nice little stat line. He he gets the steal in the block game. He was .9 and, and 1, uh, which which we always like, of course. Um, no threes. But I'm I'm always kind of a fan of Cody Zeller's game. It's those, and it's, I, it's those no threes that really bother me in, in today's NBA uh, with so many centers that can add that as a category for you in fantasy. Uh, just like they can, you know, in real life. Um, Cody, but, Cody but, Zeller is a very good s- traditional uh, center at the at the bottom of uh, of drafts. I will say, I will say that is the absolute easiest category to stream, isn't it? It certainly is. Because I mean, you got so many guys like J.R. Smith and all these guys on the waiver wire who are hitting two two and a half threes a game. It's like you can always find someone to kind of fill. So I'm never really super worried about picking a guy, a guy or two that don't don't make any threes because I know I can always stream and find somebody who's gonna make those dips. So. That's true. So um, the second trade of the last, you know, three days, um, this one is the big one, 
or at least the biggest one of the two. Um, but I, this has some, I'd, see, I'd say, actually incredibly significant fantasy impact. Timofey, I make way too much money, and I'm definitely a worse contract. Mozgov and D'Angelo Russell to Brooklyn for Blopez in the 27th pick. Wow, Pretty right? That's, that was... Smart trade by was... both both teams, I think. Smart trade by both teams because the Nets are saying, you know what, it's time to get something back from Brook Lopez finally. People have been asking, they've been like, the Nets need to trade Brook Lopez for the last four seasons. And they actually got an asset back. They got a young point guard. And that's a, who is an asset now, whether uh, D'Angelo Russell is, is, is not great or can blossom into something else. He's at least 21. You don't know. The problem is you got to deal with that Timothy Mozgov contract, but you're the Nets. What else are you doing? I think the Nets crushed him in this trade. It's a great trade. Uh, um, yeah, the Lakers got Brooke Lopez, who's going to be the better player next year. Um, but I don't think they're going to have Brooke Lopez after that. Um, no. Brooke Lopez, 32nd overall for the season. Really? Another really good season from Brooke Lopez. Um, and, and we've talked about this before. Uh, don't say he's injury prone. He played 75 games. That foot's been fine for three years. Yep. Um, I I, I, I've told the story before. Uh, the surgery he had, it was basically going to end his career. He was going to stay healthy. He stayed healthy for three years. Um, he, he's not going anywhere. He shoots threes now. Um, he's an exciting guy for fantasy. Um, it'd be interesting to see uh, him and, and Lonzo Ball play together. I think that could be kind of a nice pairing for Brooke and, and open up his game. Uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, – was the worst guy for the Lakers to trade. I much would have rather seen them trade Brandon Ingram, in my opinion. Uh, Ingram just didn't really show a whole lot last year. He's freaky tall and freaky long arms. Um, if that was a category in fantasy, he may be the uh, he may be the winner. Uh, if yeah, he he would, if there was a category most like Slenderman, he would be on the most top guy of the who looks like a scarecrow. I think he would win. Yeah, he's got that going. Um. So thoughts on D'Angelo Russell next year as the the probably point slash shooting guard for for Brooklyn. So I've been I've been a, a D'Angelo Russell hater, um, fantasy wise, not in real life, but uh, fantasy wise, I don't really have an opinion on him in real life. Um, for since, since he he was drafted, uh, a lot of people were claiming the second coming. He wasn't good. Um, he was supposed to make an all star team last year. I laughed at everybody and. He wasn't good. Um, without Kobe, he still played a ton of minutes. His shot, he still shoots um, uh, not very well from the field. Uh, but he he did seem like he was getting better. I, I, I did admit, like, you know what? This guy has – there's something there. But it's very raw, and his, shoot, his shot's still pretty bad. And fantasy-wise um, – you know, he still wasn't a, a, a giant factor. But now he is the only person really on this Nets team. Um, he's going to play with Jeremy Lin, I think. I think that they're going to dual guard uh, with, with Jeremy Lin and D'Angelo Russell. So I don't think – Lin's value is probably hurt a little bit, but it's not hurt terribly off of whatever you thought Lin was going to be next year. Here's a, um, here's a hot take. I think take. Russell goes up, and I think Lopez goes up next year as well. Here's a hot take for you. He's not a point guard. That is not terribly, not a terribly steam, steaming hot take. That is a a pretty good take. Um, he's just not. He he 
can't really handle the ball and, and create an offense. He's a two guard. Um, I actually really kind of like him on Brooklyn, especially if it depresses his draft value to the 80, 85, 90 range. I, I'll be on board. Um, he was the 91st player last year in only 63 games on the season. Um, the health has been kind of a, an issue for him. Um, he just seemed to have like a lot of strange injuries last year, to, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and, I, and I, I don't know how much of that was, let's sit all our players down the stretch so we can get that draft pick versus, you know, legit health issues. But I, I will say I did like like what I saw going down the stretch. Um, if they're willing to play him like 32 minutes, he only played 28.7 minutes last year. They're willing to play him 32 minutes. I think he's like a top 80, top 75 player. And I think he'd even have – he has the potential to take a step forward to near the top 50. Yeah, I think he was figuring some stuff out there. Uh, he's 21 years old, and he's going to uh, probably play 32, 34 minutes a game in, in Brooklyn because they got nothing else to do. They might as well develop their only talent. So, but I, I – he was a top like fifty pick last year, wasn't he? Like if, if yeah. he's going that high again, no, I'm not taking him. Don't don't get hyped on him. Now, if don't, you can get nope. him at, at eighty or ninety, I could see the potential where he could be fifty. But you never want to pick the guy at his ceiling, right? I no. mean, his his ceiling is probably fiftieth or, or maybe a touch higher. I, I would be surprised if if D'Angelo Russell cracks the top fifty next year. Well, okay, if he gets it, he shot forty percent from the field last year and seventy eight percent from the free throw line. Um, if he can get that up to like 42, 43% and play the 32 minutes and that boosts all his other stats, the, I mean, he can keep basically the per 36 numbers he has now and just get the four extra minutes. I mean, he's, he's pushing up quick. There's not a ton of, this is where people kind of make a mistake. There's not a ton of value between those spots. I mean, they're, 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 everyone is real close jam packed in those areas. So he can make the jumps real quick if he can get the minutes and just shoot the ball a little bit better. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to be targeting him or at least eyeing him, depending on if people are, are, are not interested. Um, it will, as always, it depends on if he uh, gets a lot of hype going into the season. But I don't think anyone's going to be hyping anyone on Brooklyn, so he might be a little safe there. He might be a little underrated. I will say that I messed up my Dwayne Wade thing. He was 93rd in, in total values last season in eight category. I had it on nine mm-hmm. category. Uh, okay. Earlier, so the well, turnover you, should be, nine, you should be playing nine category anyway. I know, but I know that a lot of people like to punt turnover, so I never usually talk about nine category because you got That's guys like point. Otto Porter who, I mean, like his like zero turnovers give him like a huge boost, and I feel like if you're punting turnovers, that's not really helping you. So yeah, I'm trying. You don't you don't care, and then you got to look at it completely differently. Yes. So there are a lot of rumors floating around out there. Um, and I, I, I wanted to shoot off a conspiracy theory. This conspiracy corner. Katrin's conspiracy corner. <laughs> oh, that's a nice name. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty, I've been working on my, my drops. Um, the Cavaliers fire their GM. Well, is that is that true? This is 100% true. They, that's not the conspiracy. They let him go, right? But his contract was up in eight days. I mean, they didn't really fire him. They just said, we're not bringing you back, brother. Don't come to our draft meeting because you're not coming back. The Cavs fired their GM. Now, David Griffin Griffin was uh, asking for more money. 
But why was David Griffin asked for money, more money? Well, because he did a pretty good job in putting a pretty good team together. Here's a conspiracy, right? LeBron, GM LeBron, the real GM of, of the Cavs, LeBron James, calls up David Griffin and goes, Yo, Griff, I got an idea. I am trying to get out of this place. I definitely want to leave Cleveland. I can't leave this year. And if I leave next year, people are going to roast me. They're going to burn my, my jerseys in the streets again. Uh, I'm going to be thrown under the bus. No one's going to, I'm not going to be able to be seen in Akron anymore. I, I can't leave the same team twice without a reason. So what I want you to do is ask for a ton of money. And then obviously they're going to say, well, we can't pay you that money because we have a huge payroll and you're going to leave. Now don't worry because I'm going to blame Dan Gilbert. And we're obviously going to lose to the Warriors next year. I'm going to blame Dan Gilbert for getting rid of you. And then I'm going to run off to the next young team. I'm going to get you hired on as the GM. And then I'm going to chase rings for the rest of my career with me and you, Griff. We're in it together. Let's do this. And we'll throw Dan Gilbert under the bus and people will burn down the quick and center and they'll set the river on fire and the whole city of Cleveland will burn to the ground. That um, is my conspiracy theory. It's happening. Mark my words. 2019. I like it, but here's really what I think happened. <laughs> I think I think LeBron was pushing for some some action with the team, right? That He knows that team is not going to beat the Warriors next year. Um, they're very limited with their cap space, and, and obviously they have a kind of set-in-stone roster. I mean, to get another big town on there, they'd basically have to trade Kevin Love. Um, or find someone on a rookie contract that they could get, like Carl Towns. Who, I mean, are the is the Wolves going to trade anything for Carl Anthony Towns? No, that's nope. not going to happen. So, um, yeah, so they're very limited in what they can do. Um, so I don't really see them making a play next year um, for the title. I think that Griffin would have been pushed to make a big move like that. Trade Kevin Love for Paul George for insert player here that they could get. Well, um, I mean, it's wild. We've been hearing a lot of Love rumors. We've been hearing a lot of Kyrie rumors even. Um, and, and actually, I think one of the, um, the more um, – likely scenarios is what's going on with Paul George and the rumors surrounding him. Um, if, if Cleveland picks up anybody, it's going to be Paul George because he's a rental. Do you, do you prefer Paul George to Kevin Love on that team? I think I do. Not by a lot, but I think I do. Uh, Paul George is more mobile. He can play the, the, the four and small ball situations. Um, and he, he – I don't know if he's as – actually, I don't know if he's as good of a shooter as Love is or from behind the arc. But um, Paul George can score in a, in a ton of other ways. I, um, I just don't is, know. You've you got to rely completely on Tristan Thompson for rebounding. Yes, and I don't know that I love that, that threesome of Irving, James, and – George in the sense that I all think they're probably all three best with the ball in their hand. They're all three best kind of trying to run things. And there's only one ball. <laughs> I don't think it fits. I think their team is as good as is going to get in Cleveland. Yeah. But, and that's, uh, that's what I'm saying. So Paul George uh, is probably the most likely candidate to go 
to Cleveland if someone's going to Cleveland. I'll agree, and and they'll change that bench mix. They'll find someone who wants to chase a ring that'll take a veteran minimum contract, and I just don't see any way they beat the Warriors. So then when you're LeBron, you're faced with the decision of, okay, well, what do I do? Do I stay on this team or do I go join another team? Um, It'll be interesting to see how long this Warriors – you know, dynasty can stay together. I mean, it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. And how much are they willing to shell out? You know, the, the league changes very fast. You know, everyone says, Oh, they won. You know, they're going to be the greatest team ever. Well, they've already, yeah, for five more seasons, slow down everybody. They've already been the best team for the last three years. Yeah. The Cavs won one title in there, but they've been the best team for the last three years. I mean, how many years you're, you're a Bulls fan. How many years were the Bulls the best team with Michael Jordan? About a decade. So, I mean, it, 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 yeah, but it doesn't it, but my, I guess my point is it, it usually doesn't last that long. Yeah. So, I mean, things can change fast. I'm not saying LeBron's going to leave. It's a I could, part of a I, decade. I, I could was, see it. And that, we're talking about the best play, player ever. So that's um, what I mean. I could see him going though, but it's going to be for like a Miami situation, right? I mean, it's going to be a team that can open up a lot of money and he can bring a buddy or two and, they can try to make a super team, and yeah, I don't think anyone should worry about LeBron leaving this year. Um, with Paul George, where do you do you think Paul George is leaving Indiana? And if so, where do you where would make the most sense? I guess, um, or where would you want to see him go? I guess, fantasy wise. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're Indiana, don't you trade Paul George? I mean, I think you have to. I think it's a, you would have to. Um, I, I you hear that? I did you hear the rumor yesterday that the Lakers are trying to give those two bad first round picks and. Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson to the Pacers for, for Paul George. Uh, Sadly, the Pacers might have to take that deal because uh, Paul George all out and said, I'm going to the Lakers. Or I'm well, going and, to LA. He says, I'm going to LA. And here's the crazy part. that That's probably as good as it gets, right? I mean, that's two, I mean, not great, but young pieces. You got to take something. Look what, they got, look what Sacramento got for Boogie. Yeah, okay, well, that was bad. That seemed bad anyways. Uh, <laughs> when you got no leverage, you know, uh, I mean, what what are you going to do? And everyone knew that he was leaving, la- you know, he was going to leave last year. Uh, they knew the writing was on the wall. They were just going to wait it out. Yeah, so uh, they couldn't trade him last year because they didn't have any leverage. Now they have less leverage. And to me, for fantasy-wise, the best thing that could happen to Paul George is he stays in Indiana and then or leaves or goes to L.A. where he'll – Instantly be the superstar once again, and he'll be running the team. If he goes, uh, joins up with uh, Boston, or if he joins up with the Cavs, uh, his his value drops. Well, and his value is gonna drop anyways, right? I mean, he played th- or stayed flat. He played thirty six minutes a game last year. His, his usage is is very high. Yes, I mean so. Yes, he's a very good player. Don't don't get me wrong. He was the 14th best player on the total season rankings. Um, but there's no more ceiling there, I don't think. I think that Paul George is is what Paul George is in fantasy. Yeah, um, he's, I don't think he can get any any better. If anything, he he he'll drop off a, a little bit. He's in his prime right now. Uh, but if he go going to a different situation and figuring out a yeah. different situation where, it, especially if he is not the alpha. You don't you don't want to see any situation where even if he has to play like a one two like a, a Blake Griffin Chris Paul situation in in LA you don't want to see that for Paul George no. in the sense that obviously that's going to hurt his value you want to see him so someplace like you're saying Indiana LA somewhere where he can be the man um, it'll be interesting to see where he ends up I completely agree uh, another 
uh, hot name uh, going around. Uh, probably the hottest it's been in a long time. Uh, the the man, the myth, the legend, Jimmy Butler, is out there. Uh, more, I, I've heard more teams. This is what got me blocked on Twitter. Uh, I've, I've heard more teams with their with their name associated with Jimmy Butler than I've, I've heard in the last in his entire career over the last two days. So, um, and this is where we come into hot take number two. Jimmy I'm Butler is play. better than Paul George. Jimmy Butler is better than Paul George right now. Jimmy Butler is a top ten two way player. And I'm going to turn this back around. Bring in hot take one, and Danny Ainge is low balling everybody. Go low ball Indiana. They, they they don't have any leverage. Go low ball Indiana. Danny Ainge will give up. We've heard he won't give up the third pick overall for Jimmy Butler. He won't give up Terry Rozier. He won't give up Avery Bradley. He won't give up Jay Crowder. Why in the world would the Bulls trade a top 10 two-way player in the NBA for 60 cents on the dollar if – you're, they're going to get 60 cents to the dollar anyway when Jimmy, if Jimmy, demands to be traded as a rental, just like Paul George's next next offseason. Um, Why do it now if you're going to get the exact same return as if you're going to you're going to get when he's trying to leave? Oh, that that take wasn't that hot. Everyone knows Jimmy Butler's better than Paul George, don't that, they? I don't know about that. I've seen a lot of nonsense out there. Saying, Jimmy Butler ranked 11th last year in fantasy. Paul George, I already yeah. just said, was 14th. Jimmy Butler is a better player. He's a better. Uh, he's a better player. He's a better you get an player. extra year of Jimmy Butler. Why you would not trade the third pick for Jimmy Butler? I never makes any sense. Yeah, to me. like some of these some of these GMs when they do stuff like this, like they're so dumb, right? Jimmy Butler is what the number three pick might be. He's an all he's an all he's an all NBA guy, and that's and that's exactly the point, right? It doesn't make any sense for the Bulls to get one chance at another Jimmy Butler with when they trade the person who is already Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy Butler would be perfect on the uh because he would be able to handle the ball, give IT some rest, he'd be able to go one on one with people, he'd be a great two way player, and he'd hit more shots than Jay Crowder. And he would I think he would be overall. He'd be the best player on that team when he went over there. You can make the argument it is a better offensive player, which he is, but it makes perfect sense. But if if, if Boston's not willing to give up just even half half assets, let alone uh, the third pick, and this is what baffles me: if they were going to trade for Jimmy Butler anyway, and they didn't think Markel Fultz was that good, that's why they traded the first pick. They didn't think Markel Fultz was that good. If they're going to turn around and trade the third pick. For Jimmy Butler, why didn't they just trade the first pick? That just looks better. If you think the third pick and the first pick are equal, trade the first pick to the Bulls, trick them. Garpax isn't smart. Trick them. They're bad traders. And 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 give them the Bulls less with the first pick in this draft. That's, uh, so I don't, I don't think that's what the Celtics are doing with those picks. Well, we can talk about this, right? Danny Ainge keeps saying that the player he wants is going to be available at pick three anyways. Um you got to think he wants a, a small forward, right? Exactly. So he wants either Jason Tatum or Josh Jackson. Who, I mean, neither one is going to be Jimmy Butler because Jason Tatum is a good offensive player, but I don't think he's ever going to be as good a defensive player as Jimmy Butler. No. Nope. And Josh Jackson is the exact opposite. Josh Jackson's a good defensive player, but I don't think he's ever going to be the offensive player that Jimmy Butler is. Nope. So... I mean, why the hell you wouldn't give that that pickup for for that? I don't understand. But um, 
it is interesting to just think about what what like what do these guys think? Like, I have no idea, and that's what I'm saying. Danny Ainge is overvaluing his assets. He's over it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll give you that. If if but see, this is also the part I never know. Like, cause I mean, there's lots of guys sitting behind their computer looking to make a story, right? Like, yeah, you don't know what any of these things are true, right? Right. It's a it's a click driven world out there. I mean, it's it's tough to get those clicks. I understand that. So some people just make this crap up. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I can imagine Chicago saying no, but I cannot imagine Boston saying no. If Chicago called up right now and said, "We'll give you Jimmy Butler. You give us pick three. That's it." And That's some salary, it. like Tyler Zeller or something. Yeah, I mean, you salary you, to make it work. You always have to make the salaries work. I understand that, um, but yeah, any any old garbage, any old garbage pile that makes yeah. the salaries work. Um, yeah, no, there's not, no not Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier is untouchable. <laughs> don't even don't even mention his name. But they hang up the phone. Dude, I I still don't understand that. Like, what do they see? Am I missing no something? idea what's going on over there. So, well, you know, I I think what's happening here is you know. The Celtics probably want to make a move, but they don't want to. They're probably going for Paul George, and they're going to lowball the crap out of Indiana and get him on a rental. And uh, but if if Cleveland makes a move and ends up getting Paul George, then it makes no sense to trade for Jimmy Butler. But I, I think Jimmy Butler is a bull next year. Uh, I think Jimmy Butler is going to do what Jimmy Butler does, which is get buckets and be really freaking good in real life and in fantasy. Um, he's one hundred percent not going to Cleveland. Because it makes no sense. Cleveland's got nothing. Um, and if they want to bring in another team, so like if they want to bring in the Celtics, why would the Celtics want to make uh, Cleveland better? And if they want to bring in like Philly or the Suns or somebody like that, why wouldn't those teams just trade for Jimmy Butler? Well, I could see Phoenix not trading for Jimmy Butler because I don't think they're that close. Yeah, but they, they wouldn't help Cleveland get Jimmy Butler. Cleveland's got nothing to offer Phoenix. I agree with that. Like, I don't understand how Cleveland trades for anybody unless they give up Kevin Love. They have to and give up Kevin Love. What team wants Kevin Love when they can have Jimmy Butler? That's exactly my point. So he's never he's not going to Cleveland. Probably never go to Cleveland because LeBron will be out of there here this season, and the whole city will be burned to the ground. So if you haven't visited, if you haven't visited Cleveland, um, which you know, I don't know why no one's as Joakim Noah said, nobody takes their family on vacation to Cleveland. Paraphrase. I'm taking mine right now. Don't do it. It's a mistake. Um, so if you haven't visited Cleveland, you want to see it before it burns down after LeBron leaves, uh, go go in the next year. I, I will say that Jimmy Butler's another one. Played 37 minutes a game last year. Uh, he was 11th, but he's maxed out that spot. I mean, he's not he's not getting any better. So um, he's an end of the first round, you know, in that that range next year for fantasy. Um, he's going to be on the sur- if, if he was surrounded by shooters – his efficiency was would get better. He would be a better player to get more assists. Um, but you're right. His usage is way up and being on the Bulls again with the Alpha 3 again, watching the same team again, which will be very depressing, just like it was last year. Um, he can't get any better. I'll be watching Philly and laughing. So one of, one, one of the uh, trades, so I, I did do a Jimmy Butler trade column on hashtag basketball.com. Uh, I've done a few columns lately. Uh, go Go check them out. Uh, but one of the trades I threw in was the uh, the semi-annual fleecing, or not annual, but the semi-generational fleecing of the Knicks by the Bulls. Uh, there's a long history of, of getting a, a whole bunch of crap from the Knicks for nothing. Um, and one of my picks was Jimmy Butler in the 16th pick for Chris Stapps and the 8th pick, because that sounds like a, a normal Knicks trade. 
But, uh, it sounds like Chris Stapps is, is on the trading block. What do you make of that? Why in the wide, wide world of sports, if you are the Knicks, would you trade Chris Stapps for Zingas? I have no idea. Like, what, what, absolutely it, no sense. like what, what are you going to get? Like, we're, we're back to the same thing. Like, you can't trade him for a pick because you're, you're, you're hoping the pick is him. Oh, I got a special hot take. A extra bonus hot take. Oh, let's hear it. I just thought of this. They want Phil Jackson out of there. So someone's dropping all these random quotes about how Phil likes Lori marketing more than Chris Stapps and, and just putting all sorts of crazy shit out there. They want Phil out. So someone's manipulating the media to get Phil out. That's what's going on there. I'm not buying that. Phil, Phil has always said some stuff that you just kind of shake your head and go, man, Lay off the peace pipe, brother. Um, there's no way. There's no way they trade Chris Stapps. I shouldn't say that because they might because they're not smart. But there's no way they should. If you were if you were Boston, and uh, obviously Danny Ainge has no idea what his uh, his um, picks are worth because he won't trade them to, uh, for anyone. But wouldn't you trade the 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 Lakers sack combo? And your number three pick, and throw in—I don't know—Jalen Brown, throw in whoever off the damn roster for Chris Stapps. That's three building blocks for Chris Stapps, plus the Knicks keep their pick. And if the Knicks are looking to get rid of Chris Stapps, why would the Knicks say no to that? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What? Why would the Knicks say yes to that? I mean, I because they're idiots. So you can have three shots at Chris Stapps or Chris Stapps. Like I don't, I don't understand why I take any shots at having. Give me ten shots at having Chris Stapps. I'm going to say no. I want Chris Stapps. It's as good as it gets. I agree. It makes absolutely no sense. I don't think Chris Stapps is on the move at all, and I think he is going to be much better uh, fantasy wise next year. I'm hoping there is not a. I'm tired of the Knicks organization. I'm tired of New York's. Uh, um, kind of year out of Chris Stapps where he doesn't try. He's well, not working on his game. That would be the worst case scenario here. Well, here's the other one, right? Are they going to trade Carmelo? I mean, Carmelo has to say yes to a trade, right? I mean. That's, yep. That's true. Are, are they going to trade Melo? I I think they ha- I think they all but have, right? Um I, I think they're I think they're going to trade Melo. Because Okay. So so then then not? they're completely in the rebuild mode. I mean, like, yeah, it'd be, uh, it would be 100% rebuild mode. Um, because what else did they got on that team? So they got Chris Stapps and the, the eighth pick on that team to build around. They got uh, Joe Kim Noah. Hold on, they got Joe Kim Noah. Um, for f- three more years or four more years? Three. Four, three, three, because he was not for them, so he couldn't sign the super one. Yeah, yeah that's gonna be a bad team. It's going to be a, bad it's going to be a really bad team. And Chris Stapps is going to be the number one um, playmaker. Uh, but without, I, I do, I am interested to see what he is like without Mello um, taking away the best defender. I understand Chris Stapps' length is what his um, strength is. So, but if you're putting your best defender on just Chris Stapps and focusing your entire defense around Chris Stapps, is Chris Stapps going to be able to overcome that? Or, um, or, or is he just going to get collapsed upon because no one else on that team is worth a damn? But I mean, e- even if it does, right? Even if you see the efficiency go down a little bit, you're going to see the points go up. So I mean, he's going to he's going to still be good for fantasy. Yeah, his usage will go way up. And I, I'm going to call Chris Depps out. Not showing up to your exit interview is is kind of a bitch move. 
Phil, Phil's right about that. No, not kind of. It is. It's a bitch one. It's 100% is. If your job sucks and you hate it and you have a review, you tell them, change this, change yeah. this, change Go this. Go in and tell Phil, I'm not happy here. You're, yeah. in, you're in, The triangle sucks. And I don't want to play here if you're going to be running me through the triangle. Go in and say yeah. that. And maybe there's a philosophy change. Exactly. Probably not, but... But but don't you complain, your... you don't just leave, right? You don't just yeah. say, oh, I, mean, I don't want to be here, so I'm just not going to show up. Like, that doesn't do anything. It doesn't Because it doesn't help matters in the long run, right? It just, it further yeah. exacerbates the problem. It's a bitch move, Chris Stapps. Don't do this to me. I got you as, as a keeper in one of my teams, and I don't want you having a bad year. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought there was more to that rant coming, and then you just no. stopped. And that, and I mean, there I... probably is, but... Uh... Um, this is already a pretty long podcast, and I, I still have another hot take. The hottest oh, take I, of them all. I saved it for the end of the podcast. The hottest take of them all. I got a lot of I got a lot of stuff I want to say yet. So let's let's move on. So uh, you know, here's the the latter half of this podcast. Um, well, hopefully, there's this. It's not only half over. But this has been a long one, but um, real quick. I mean, we're going to be doing a draft podcast, like I said, uh, Monday of next week. You'll probably see that Tuesday coming across your uh, your phone or whatever you listen to this on um and and i will say i, I feel like i'm 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 well, well versed i've been watching some crazy amounts of scouting videos on most of these players um i've been watching their their just just tape on them um i feel like i know this draft class pretty well um yeah. so I, I think it'll be be worth it um i've written a lot of articles about a lot of the players if, if you're interested in reading about it uh before the draft or where can we find that stuff? Even after the draft. Uh, you can find it on a site called A Royal Pain. If you just type in the player's name and that, find an article about the draft player uh, written by me. We also did a, um, a hashtag basketball mock draft. Uh, I think you picked uh, second, right? I picked for the Los Angeles Lakers in that draft. I did. Yeah. Behind, I did. behind the curtain, Mike made quite possibly the best pick in the first round, and I made fun of him for it. Yeah, you uh, definitely killed me. Before I made the pick, <laughs> not after I made the pick. But like, it was That's a terrible pick, and I had I was hitting enter when uh, th- that popped up. <laughs> so you had already typed it out. You were hitting enter, and technically, if you look at the at the, the log, it looks like you said it afterwards. But now nah, you were saying it right as I was clicking. This was the obvious choice. Uh, uh, Lori uh, Mackinnon, or however you uh, say his last Lori Markinen, and Markinen. that I you know think... my last name phobia. I believe that that guy who is very underrated is maybe the best shooter in the draft. And there's no chance he and, falls to 16, but apparently he's, that... he's seven feet tall. Yeah, uh, I, I am, I'm hoping he ends up on the Kings. He's I Chris Stapps. I don't know that'll happen. No, cause he's not as good on defense. He's not. Yeah. He's not as good as Chris Stapps, but he's a Chris Stapps esque player. I, I really like that kid. I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's one of my favorites. Um, and no chance that happens in the real draft. I would be ecstatic. And I, I, if you're doing your dynasty uh, like rookie draft, I am I'm very high on him. So we'll talk about that on Monday. We will be talking about that Monday. Is there anything you're looking forward to with the draft? I am. I I just love draft night. Okay, those that might sound bad. Um, this might might relieve might uh, reveal my junkie status. I guess uh, there's always a lot of trades that go down. I always find those just interesting. I. Love to kind of you finally get to see where these kids are going to land, what how they fit in with the team. Um, obviously, you don't have the full picture till free agency happens, but 
I always feel like the draft night is always like a night of hope for, for every team. And then most people don't realize that most of these rookies are going to be bad for the first half of the season, playing the D leagues, um, just not really get that many minutes and then kind of turn it on for the last month or two. And that's really all they're going to be good for. Um, but it's always exciting for me yeah, to just a, check a pretty, out. It's a pretty good point. It is a positive evening. Uh, a lot of people reaching their dreams and everyone, every fan base is a, is a bit, has a little bit of hope for their, for, for their franchise. Even, even the ones who are being managed by Garpax. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Uh, plus I think this draft, um, it's, it's got some, some high end players, I think. And then the middle is, is kind of real up in the air. Like after about pick 10, I think there's a lot of guys that are real, real close in there. Um, the real similar skill levels. And so you might see someone quote unquote dropping that really isn't, he's really probably right in there with a kind of a mess of players. Um, I think it's kind of a deep draft class too, which um, will make things like the summer league more exciting at least. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm obviously looking forward to the bulls pick. I'm hoping they are doing a rebuild. I am uh, secretly hoping for who are you not, hoping for. Let's, let me, hear, let's hear it. Who are you hoping so for? I'm hoping uh, for no uh, white non-defensive shooters, looking at you, Luke Kennard. And um, I, I'm on I'm the, I'm on the OG Ananobi bandwagon. I know that's not how you say his name. That is actually how you say his name. What? I, yep. I got you it right. You nailed that I'm one. on OG's bandwagon. I'm on the OG bandwagon. It's exactly the type of pick that Garpax never makes. Uh, but, um, my, but my hot take, my hot take, the hottest take of them all, um, Garpax have never picked in the lottery, or Gar, at least, Paxson has, but uh, Gar Foreman is, uh, and the, the group together never picked in the lottery other than Dinsdale Valentine last year. Garpax. That's not a hot take, just so you know. That's Mike. not the hot you take. Can't, you can't stop there. That's not that's a hot a take. Fact. That's a fact. <laughs> that's a fact. Gar, the hottest take of them all. Garpax are very good drafters. I am complimenting Garpax as the hottest take of them all. No one saw that coming. Uh, my I, my mind's blown. They are very good drafters. So so, are you going to answer my question that I had for the day? Did did you queue up my question, or do I have to repeat it? Repeat the question. My question is: How are the Bulls going to mess up in the draft? What what are they going to do? Are they going to trade Jimmy Butler like right beforehand for a pile of sticks? Are they going to draft like some guy that we've never heard of? How, how what are they going to do to mess up? And you're saying they're going to be good? Is that, is that the answer? I'm going to say they're going to be good. They're, if you go look from 2009, that's when Gar made his first draft pick. Uh, they've picked guys um, like Taj Gibson and James Johnson. Very good NBA players, ro- rotation players. Like you're saying, if you're, ro- you're getting rotation, you teed me up. You, you put the ball on the tee at the beginning of this podcast by saying, if you're getting rotation player guys, if you're getting role players in the latter half of the round, you're a pretty good drafter. Well, guess what? You know who's great at that? Garpax. They got Taj Gibson, James Johnson, Kevin Serafin. He's played 423 games in the league. Uh, Jimmy Butler, Norris Cole. Norris Cole's not terrible. Marquise yeah, well, T- Mar- I don't not know. terrible. Cole plays in the league. Not bad. He's played 360 games. Jimmy Butler's played 399 games. I'll give you that. He that's a that's a good it's a good NBA pick. It was the twenty eighth pick of the draft. Jimmy Butler was the thirtieth pick of the draft. Just throwing out there. That's a good pick at twenty eight. Uh, here's 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 one uh, pretty decent bust. Marquise Teague. That's when they went young. 
and not usually with their long their their, their old veteran type of pick, which is mm-hmm. now if you if you want to circle back, what they're going to mess up is that's exactly what they're going to mess up. They're going to go for a young prospect and they're going to bust it. But yeah, look at Tony Snell. Look at uh, you know Bobby Portis isn't isn't bad. Tony pick. Snell, I, I, I'll shout out Tony Snell. I think thought he looked good last year after looking. Tony Snell looked real good last year. Not very good for the Bulls. Yes. Um, Fine play on a competition. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's where guys get roasted, right? Like, oh, your first round pick wasn't an all star. He wasn't, you know, this and that. It's like Tony Snell. If 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 that guy plays in the league for four or five more years, that's a good pick. That's a exactly. real good pick. You know what I mean? Like, if you can get a ten year veteran with your first pick, especially late in the round, that's a good pick. And Tony Snell was the 20th pick, you know? He's a he's a late-round guy. And um, also, one of those guys named Jimmy Butler is All-NBA, top-10 two-way player, apparently not worth a, a third pick from Boston. So screw you, Ainge. Screw Celtics fans. <laughs> Feel free to tweet at me and watch the boxes. I've been talking crap. Hey, if any Celtics fans fan all day, to screw me. I'll give you all my number right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So that is my that is my you got, you got four hot takes in this in this um, that was this a, that one was the most surprising that was the hottest of the hot takes. Yeah, okay, I, I want to to say something nice about Garpacks, but I I want to I want to end with a little bit on free agency and and maybe we can talk more about this on Monday because it'll kind of be the next thing we're looking forward to. Um, this point guard class is crazy deep, and not that many teams need a point guard. So it will be interesting to see where some of these bigger name point guards end up. Like if the Knicks go to rebuilding, right? They're not buying a point guard. Yeah, they're not going to bid a ton. They're not going to max out Kyle Lowry. Right. Um, so if if the Hawks go to rebuilding, right? They're not going to be in on a point guard. They got Schroeder to rebuild around. Um, there's guys like Drew Holiday out there. There's uh, Derrick Rose is going to be out there. Kyle yeah, Lowry. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, Derrick Rose back to Chicago. The return part four. Um, so it out there. I think that some of these guys, and, and one of these guys, I, I've been looking at this from, from the Kings' perspective, the Kings actually might get one of these guys. Because they're going to throw a little bit of money chance. at one of these guys. And... I mean that they would instantly become the best player on the Kings and probably like a usage monster, and that that could be real interesting for fantasy. Uh, Jeff Teague is out there. Um, there's just I like a lot. That take, I like that take. Someone's going to fall through the cracks, and they're going to end up on a team they don't want to end up on, but they're going to be one of the best players on that team. And that that could be real juicy for fantasy. So there, there's my my one kind of fantasy thing to look forward to is a point guard is going to increase in value by finding themselves in a great spot but not necessarily a team they want to play for i like that take that is a very good take that is a more nuanced than my take uh i got two i got two i'm a callback from quite a few episodes ago uh chris paul going on the spurs just throwing it out there I, i'm actually a little less confident but see, on that, but i, if, I threw them if, out there about uh, two months ago if that happens right then the then do the clippers go to rebuild and does doc rivers leave and that would be real interesting that because would be then they would not be looking for a point guard. That would be a full on just you know dr- get rid of everybody. They, they have been talking about trading uh, DeAndre. It sounded like, but uh, I'm actually more interested in a different Clipper. I'm a, I'm interested as always the guy who burns me every year by getting injured, uh, Blake Griffin. 
Blake Griffin in a change of scenery. Blake Griffin, where he's uh, allowed to be a point forward, and you know maybe whatever situation he goes to, if he goes the Celtics, he's not going to be much of a point forward. But if if you're putting the ball in Blake Griffin's hand, and you're allowing him kind of to run the offense, uh, there was a period of time a handful of years ago when Chris Paul was out, where Blake Griffin was close to averaging a triple double. And I'm just I'm just interested to see one if that if he's going to be in a new situation that allows him to uh, to handle the ball more, get more usage, pass the ball more, uh, get get those assists way up. And two, if he's ever going to learn how to shoot a three point shot. Um, Blake Griffin is is always kind of a he's a fantasy. Let's see what what do we want to call him? A, a player who. He's always a little bit more tempting than he should he's a, be. He's a real tease. He's a fantasy tease. Yeah, he's a, I will agree with that. Um, those knees really worry me now. He's oh, had a yeah. lot of leg injuries. Um, and I should say knees. I should say legs. He's had a lot of leg injuries, and that, that gets worrisome. Um, if you break your hand, then you break your leg, then you break your other arm. I'm not super worried about that. Like That just seems freaky to me. Like that, But when you hurt the same thing over and over again, that that worries me a lot more. Um, where in the wide wide world sports would you start looking to pick Blake Griffin in your draft next season? Uh, what what's what is his situation? Is he on the Clippers still? Is Chris Paul he's, on that team? He's in a similar situation though, right? He's never gonna be like I don't think he's gonna go to Sacramento and be the guy. He's gonna be on a team with another superstar, right? And trying to be a good team. So he's going to go to a Boston. A I think he's going to be in a similar situation, regardless of what happens. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, then if he's if he's in a similar situation, I'm probably still looking at him at the into uh, the end of the third round in in, in a, maybe a twelve team league, right around that uh, you know thirty seven, thirty thirty six area. Well, you want to know where he's ranked. They last in in per game value last year. Where do you think he ranked? This is what that's what I usually look at is per game value, simply because um, you can't attest for injuries. Though with Blake Griffin, you can almost guarantee there's going to be an injury. Um, which you know, if you get him uh, at the beginning of the season and he's really really good, you definitely want to move him. Uh, my guess is he was around around that same area, maybe a little worse. He was okay. So in the last four years, he's been he's been forty two, forty one, twenty eight, and twenty four. Okay, so he's, he's so, been on a decline. But, but here's here's where I'm going to make my point. Okay, if you look at total value, okay, he's been sixty ninth, one hundred ninety sixth, forty one, and then the year he was healthy, fifteenth. High risk, high reward. If he's he's healthy for eighty games. Right, you're gonna get you're gonna get him uh, you're gonna get a deal on that draft pick, but if but he's I'm not, little... chances are you're. I think that's. I still. I'm gonna stick with my uh, where where I'm drafting him. I don't. Uh, in, in fact, people might be off of him. I think he's gonna go for a bit of a discount. So I, I could I could easily wait through that fourth round. At forty or fifty, I want him. At thirty, where a lot of times he ends up going for whatever reason, I don't know why. I definitely don't want him. Still, that name recognition. Um, you're hoping that if you're in a more uh, experienced league that they look at what, you know, how often he gets injured and they look at his results over the last few years and they go, you know, screw this guy. I'm tired of him. 
And that's what if he's in a new situation, I want him. If he's still on the Clippers with the same team, uh, I'm not. I don't think I'm. I'm, I'm gonna uh, bid that high. But if he's in a new situation, I, I would put the fortieth, fortieth pick, thirty-six picks, somewhere in that. If I had to reach for him, um, if I was in a snake draft, I would do that. Ultimately, ultimately, that's what you want, right? You want him to get that Dwayne Wade label, where like, oh, he's always hurt. He never plays, and then he falls. Um, Pick him up in the eighth, ninth round. But that would um, be an idea. But you know what? Like I said, I, I, I'm always tempted by Blake Griffin, I, and I, I probably will be this year again. I will probably not because I think he will probably go in the 30s and I will probably let you have him. Like You you will be the owner of Blake Griffin and his in, his injured leg in halfway through the season. Well, speaking of uh, drafting, uh, we are going to be doing, I think it's uh, pretty official because it's not really that hard to do, um, we are going to be doing a listener league this year. So if you are interested in joining our listeners league, uh, feel free to Message us. Um, I'm on Twitter at Watch the Boxes. And where where can we find you? And here's here's what I want. Okay, yeah. in the messages. Okay, I want to know if you guys want to play Roto or you want to play head to head. I want to know if point. you want to play Dynasty, if you want to play Keeper, or you want to play just a season long. You know what I you know what I don't want to know if you want what? eight cat or nine cat because it's going to be a nine cat league. No one gets to say on that. Sorry, listeners. I'm putting my foot down. You're playing in a nine cat league if you're playing, unless no one's going to play, and then obviously we'll do an eight cat league. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I and maybe, maybe Mike, I can talk you into the ninth cat being something different. <sighs> I don't know about that. You know, I, I'm a traditionalist. I know, but I've got some interesting ideas on that that I will not share right now because we've gone way too long already. Uh, what, what do you think about this? We'll put the ninth category up to a vote. I'm game for that. Perfect. So if you if you are interested in this league, um, let us know the type of league you want to play in. Uh, let us know why you want to play in it. Not that you know we're gonna kick you out if you had a bad reason. If it's funny, a uh, good reason, uh, we'll probably tell everybody about it on the show. Um, and tweet at either one of us. I'm at Watch the Boxes. Tyler is at Watsy four 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 four, which, like I said, is hard to remember and hard to type in. Uh, but you always find it, Mike. Don't lie. You always find it. I follow you. It pops up. <laughs> just if, I to, if I had to type it in, I would forget it. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I can understand that. I guess I'll, I'll think about changing it, but then you'll you'll not know where to find me, Mike, and that'll be bad. I I agree. So maybe you got to keep it. It's been you've had it for a while. So it's been too long. Uh, yeah, probably too too long. Probably. Um. So yeah. Uh, Want to hear other stuff over the offseason? Here's what else I'll say. I'm throwing down the challenge, right? I'm looking forward to beating all you guys. Whoa. So you guys better show up, right? Whoa! I'm looking forward to beating everyone in this league. I'm looking forward to taking this league wow. down. You're talking a lot. Of, you're talking a lot of shit. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> in it for the camaraderie and the, uh, the oh, love, of the, love of the game. Mike, I'm most looking forward to beating you. I'm not gonna lie about that. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk shit because I'll probably lose the whole thing. <laughs> and then I'll have to, you know. Do whatever the loser has to do. Oh, we'll have a gentleman's wager on just us too. Uh, I think there will be some sort of wager, and we'll, we'll have to come up with something really good. Um, we'll, we'll be thinking about that as well. So, yeah, if you want to hear any any other topics over the off season, we're doing a draft uh, podcast. We'll be doing a probably a couple of free agency podcasts, depending on the news after uh, free agency starts, and then there'll be a nice long break before we do start in our preseason. 
Um, so if you want to fit something in there, you got any topics you'd like to hear about, or if you got any questions or anything like that, or if you just like the podcast and want to leave us, uh, a, a, you know, some comments or a review, uh, please do that. And if you are interested, throw it out there. If you're interested in sponsoring this, you should probably put this at the beginning of the show and not the end of the show. But if you're interested in being a sponsor for the podcast, you can uh, email at uh, watchtheboxes at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to reach out. But if not, we will talk to you next week after the draft. Good luck, everybody. 